This scripture reading and the following address are part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on Easter Sunday, April 9, 2023. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. Gospel according to Matthew chapter 28. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples... He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the gospel of the Lord. Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised. As he said, come see the place where he lay, then go quickly and tell his disciples. Let's pray. Loving Heavenly Father, thank you for gathering us by your Holy Spirit on this Easter Day celebration. Open our eyes, our ears, our hearts, our lives to Jesus for us. Jesus in us and Jesus through us. Amen. Well, I have to say I love Easter. Uh, do you love Easter too, maybe? That you're here, aren't you? That maybe says something too, doesn't it? Is there anything about Easter that you particularly love? Would anyone like to venture forth anything in that regard? Or maybe it's just the joy of the whole festival. Peter, thank you. He is risen indeed. Thank you. And do you know what? And thank you for giving me that segue because that is my very, very, very favourite thing, I have to say. If, if I have the opportunity to stand here, and I do, and say, he is risen, you might say, he is risen indeed. What a privilege. What a privilege for me to stand here and hear you say that. What a joy for me to see your faces as you say that uh, too. He is risen, he is risen indeed. And there are a lot of wonderful things about Easter that you might love. 
um, and keep on loving them. But that's the one that um, comes to me. That wonderful echo that comes from maybe sometimes from our tummies, you know, as, we, as our voices come up, but it's, it comes certainly via our hearts, those places where we hold faith in this Jesus. And we proclaim that he has risen in our lives, don't we? We certainly do it at Easter time. As I say, it's my singular joy to hear that. Hear that. But it happens in our lives too, doesn't it, where we go? It happens in our church too, I pray, And I think especially of those times, and there will be people this day for whom this is a hard day, for whatever reason it might be. Maybe there's sickness, maybe there's even death on this day. But it's often especially in that place where death is overcome by the life of Christ that I find it so joyful to be a Christian. Around the time of a funeral, for example, that we boldly proclaim the reality of Christ's resurrection. And for those who hold on to him at his feet like those women at the early uh, uh, morning tomb and worship him, love truly comes to life for them, for us, forever. What I'd like us to consider just for a few moments today is as we proclaim Jesus by our living by our hearts, doing things, being who we are and saying words. This day, and as I read Matthew's Gospel, I can't escape what comes after these verses that we heard today, which brings something of, a, of an urgency to being who we are, where we go. The verses that follow this good news of resurrection as the women go and proclaim Christ is risen to the world, are followed by these verses. Some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests everything that had happened. After the priests had assembled with the elders, they devised a plan to give a large sum of money to the the soldiers, telling them, you must say his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. Block the story. Stop the news. That was back then. But you know, I think it still goes on even today. Maybe not the chief priests who are doing the orchestrating, but Satan is defeated at both cross and tomb. That's the end of it for Satan, except in his death throes. And in the book of Revelation in chapter 12, this comes out quite specifically, I think. In Satan's death spiral, there is this last-ditch bid to try and stop the news, to try and cut off the faith. But the reality is that, you know, it doesn't matter which age we live in, there are people who don't know of the story of Jesus' resurrection for them and his life his very life, eternal gift for them. In our nation today, and you know, I've, you know, we chart what happens with our census numbers sometimes, it's less than half of the people in this country going by the, the 2021 census who believe in Jesus. Last year, 
uh, the National Church Life Survey research team did a, um, a, a survey uh, which they called the Australian Community Survey. And that suggested that only half of all Australians understood Jesus to be a real person who lived at a time and a place in history. Now, I've, I've, I'm quite disturbed by that news, and I reckon that's a change. I've lived on this earth for quite a number of years, but I reckon that's a change in my lifetime. Two in ten Australians said that Jesus was a mythical or fictional figure, while three in ten didn't know. And this, of course, runs in the face of the ancient historians and scholars of the New Testament who you know, have universally accepted that Jesus certainly lived on the earth. It's urgent, I think, to be who we are, where we go today, among the people that God brings into our lives. Some years ago, I remember reading that um, someone had intentionally misquoted Matthew's gospel or, or truncated the story, at least, as we heard it today, quoting the angel's, the angel's words to the women at the tomb. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, as in he is absent. It, yesterday was in fact an anniversary of um, going back to 1966 when Time magazine on the 8th of April ran the cover, Is God Dead? Does God Exist? So what do we make of this Easter good news then for us today? The Easter angels at the tomb say to the two women, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And Jesus, as he greets those um, first witnesses, greets them with the same words. Do not be afraid of being who you are, because I am here. I am here for you. I am here with you. Go with my news for the world. So let me give you another perspective on this resurrection from C.S. Lewis, who lived in the first half of last century. Lewis, who um, came again to the faith as a 30-something um, uh, year old person and who wrote some just marvellous accounts of what it is to live as a Christian. The Screwtape Letters is the one that takes my attention so often. Lewis wrote this. One must keep pointing out that Christianity is a statement or a story or an account which, if false, is of no importance. But if true, it is of infinite, eternal importance. And isn't that the case today? Lewis said, the one thing it cannot be is moderately important. The one thing the risen Lord Jesus, the crucified and risen Lord, cannot be for us is moderately important. Not lukewarm or cold. And I think as, I, you, know, as you hear these numbers and these surveys and things, it, it seems to me that there's never been more a time where you and I are called to receive this good Easter news for us. To let it come down into our, you know, the marrow of our, of our faith beings 
and to be who we are fully where we go. As we had those two little Easter eggs with the children this morning, then receive this news today for you. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Celebrate him with you, for you. His life uh, eternal is yours. And go then, as Jesus uh, goes with you, to go and tell. Not, not half-heartedly to live, but to run. To run with the good news to the people that you love. To run with that news to the people that God gives you in your life to love and to care for and to be with. Who are those people today? Who are they tomorrow and in the weeks ahead? Now, those eggs can symbolise so many things, but essentially for me, they symbolise that Lewis is right. We can't do this new life, this resurrected, this eternal life thing, half-hearted. It applies to our personal witness. It applies to our witness as community. It applies to all of life, doesn't it? My dear friends in Christ, if the Christian story of Jesus' resurrection is true, and I have to say that I hold to it as being true with every sinew of trust and faith that I can muster, then it is of infinite importance for you and for our world. You have a gift to receive, and you certainly, we certainly have a gift to give. A gift to a world that knows what it is to live in fear and uncertainty. Perfect love drives out all fear. And today we proclaim that love comes to life. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Thank you. Amen. And the peace of God guard your and our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until life eternal. Amen.